0: spoiler warning the following discussion will contain spoilers we recommend checking out the movie first then coming back to hang with us but if you don't care about that glad to have you here all right everybody welcome back to another episode of the real review my name's kevin And I'm John. And we are The Real Movie Guys. On today's episode, uh, we're going to be talking about the Sandlot as we continue with our series of Real Sports Month. Uh, In the summer of 1962, a new kid in town is taken under the wing of a young baseball prodigy and his rowdy team, resulting in many, many adventures. So, John, I think we can uh, agree on that this was probably a childhood staple for both of us growing up.
1: Oh, yes. (laughs) Definitely.
0: Probably... I would say
1: it's one of the first sports movies I think I've ever seen, that I ever watched.
0: Yeah, I think, I think it'd be up there, right? And it'd have to be, especially just, you know, exposure-wise. I think this is probably my first exposure to a sports movie. Definitely. It's like one of those movies that I feel like
1: it's very rare that someone hasn't seen this movie,
0: too. Right. I mean, you could reference this for years, right?
2: You're killing me, small
0: especially i think with our generation of kids being born like late 80s early 90s uh this was definitely something that we watched over and over again
1: oh yeah this was always on tv every chat all the channels
0: hmm. different so, times so let's talk about it so what is so special about the sandlot in your opinion what is so unique why is this movie has such lasting power with people i feel like just the the movie all pretty much mm-hmm. i
1: feel like it's a it's a good story about, like, how this one kid invites this kid who's, like, a misfit who just moved there into their, like, their mm-hmm. little group. Uh, I'm going to go play some ball, and we need an extra guy. You want to go? No, thanks. Why not? Don't you like baseball? Oh, yeah, but, um... Uh... But what? Uh, but my glove. It's busted. Uh, so, you know, I can't go. Thanks, though. It's okay.
2: I got an extra one. Come on, let's
1: go. And they all have like their own little quirks that like other people don't understand, but like they're all okay with it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's just like goes around their whole adventure of like what they're going through and
0: other things. Right. Well, I think that's like my first huge positive about this movie is the story is simply just engaging, right? It's relatable, fun. Uh, deals with real kid issues. I mean, what kid hasn't had to deal with, you know, making new friends and trying to find his place and fit
2: in? This movie does that supremely well. It should have started off with loads of great things happening for me. But it didn't. I was from another state and I didn't have a single friend in a thousand miles. It was a lousy way to end up the fifth grade. I mean, oh, you, yeah, you
0: sympathize with uh, the main character at that point. The, all the child actors, I mean, you can argue they're a little, you know, they're not the greatest of actors at times, but each of these kids, for the most part, is extremely me- memorable. It's
1: got that's Timmy and Tommy Timmons, Mike Squince Peladors, Alan McLennan, we call him Yeah Yeah, Bertram Grover Weeks, Kenny DeNunez, and Hamilton Porter. We call him Ham. Guys,
2: this
1: is
0: Scott Smalls. Hi. I mean, just going through uh, Smalls, you know, he's that sheepish kid who just can't fit in. He's a bit nerdy. Uh, he loves, he likes sports in his own way, but he doesn't understand. He just wants to fit in, maybe. Like, he has, he, he does like baseball, I think, to an extent in the beginning, but he's not enamored by it like everybody else. He just really wants to fit in and make friends. Watch it! And the relationship he builds with Benny, who's also you know who's the, the stud of the group, you know he's the best player who that that's, he lives and breathes baseball. I think there's actually a quote where um, the narrator, you know, he's uh, Smalls, who's the narrator of the movie at an older age, is talking about Benny. He said the kid just lives and breathes baseball twenty four seven. That's all he cares about.
2: You see, for us, baseball was a game, but for Benjamin Franklin Rodriguez, baseball was life.
1: Yeah, definitely, and I also like. I think all the other characters serve their own purpose too, to like tell the story too. Because like, you even see when um Smalls is first introduced and everything, everybody's like kind of like not not sure about him. Uh, oh, I told you, Benny. We told you, It's square, Benny. It's a square And then they start liking him
2: yeah! all right. He's
0: alright It's funny, this movie's interesting cause there really isn't a main you can argue there isn't a main like issue or plot till the last fourth of the movie Realistically, the first like three fourths of this movie is just about smalls and his, you know, a slice of life story, right? This movie's just a slice of life in a small neighborhood in the 1960s. And there isn't really a plot, quote unquote plot, until the last fourth of the movie where they lose, you know, the Babe Ruth baseball, the famous plot, which we'll talk about too. But like I said, the beginning of this movie really isn't about anything, right? It's kind of about, it's almost like Sidefeld. It's a story about nothing. It's one of the, the strong lasting powers of this movie is that anyone at any age can watch this movie and find relevance to that. Where even if you're starting a new job, even at our age, you know, you're, we're in our thirties, you know, starting a new job. Even you try to fit in the best you can.
1: Who's that?
2: What? I had no idea who they were talking about. What did you say? What, were you
1: born in a barn, man? Yeah, yeah, what planet are you from?
2: But there was no way I could let them know.
0: It doesn't matter what it is, you you, you still have that awkwardness, and you still can relate to it. I think I think that, just that theme of relating to people is, is a timeless feel. And the movie portrays it so innocently and realistic that you can't help but feel yourself drawn to it. Oh, I lied.
2: Oh,
1: yeah, the great Bambino. Of course. I thought you said the great... Bambi, that wimpy
0: deer yeah i guess Uh, sorry yeah definitely i agree and yeah and like i said and this movie is just fun i I hate to be like so generic when i talk about it but this is just a fun movie Uh, i think another thing that's really strong about this movie is its portrayal of the 1960s it's such a simple time i think it's an accurate portrayal of that time period I would say it was a much simpler time. You know, I'm sure there's complications, but the movie's not worried about what's going on in the real world. It's yeah, worried about what worried. these kids are dealing with. And I, I love that. I'm so drawn to that, that innocence. This is, this is the worst thing they have to deal with is, am I going to make a new friend? <laughs> or am I going to kiss the beautiful lifeguard? Lifeguard!
2: And one day, it became too much for Michael Squint's Polydoros.
1: I can't take this no more!
0: Or, I lost my dad's baseball, what am I going to do? Granted, you know, if I lost a baby with baseball, you know, I don't think that would have ended well for me. The best
1: part is he he thinks it's a girl, too. He's like, what do you mean? A girl signed
0: it.
2: Where did your old man get that ball what i don't know some lady gave it to him why what uh, yeah she even signed her name on it some lady named ruth baby ruth baby
1: Ruth. yeah yes, they're like baby ruth. what are you talking about baby ruth and they're like babe ruth like well, he had no he had no clue mm-hmm. like anything about it and he like at first he tries to play it off the first time as right. oh yeah I know the great Bambino mm-hmm. and then this time he's like yeah baby Ruth and they're like
2: my babe Ruth yeah, yeah yeah, you keep telling me that who is she
1: what what the Sultan of Swat the King of Crash the Colossus of Clout. the Colossus of Clout. baby Ruth, Ruth. The Great Bambino!
2: Oh my God! You mean that's the same guy? Yes. yes. yes.
1: That is the Great Bambino, and he's like, oh. "I don't feel so good." uh animal, give him air, give him air. Come on. We have to get that ball back.
0: We all relate to that too. Like I was saying, oh, or that awkwardness. Like we're trying to make new friends, and maybe we're, we're at the water cooler, right? And we don't know what they're talking about. It could be a show. could be whatever. And we're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. We can all relate to that, right? There's always an <laughs> instance where you're, like, just trying to make it up to go along because you want to <laughs> be friends or fit in. And, it is extremely yeah. relatable. It's just, it's timeless. Well, I,
1: I also think, like, coming together with, like, the whole plot and kind of, like, the whole thing for mm-hmm. the movie, too, after going to get the baseball, when they go back, when they go to the Met, when they go to see james earl jones mm-hmm. character and they go to the door and they have like the dog mm-hmm. and he goes
2: let just knock on the door i'd have gotten it for you oh my God!
0: i'm happy you brought that up because that's actually something i wanted to talk about one of my even more so than like the whole you know engaging story and the emotions it brings from that the one of the Craziest things I really enjoy is the childlike wonder this movie has, right? So, whenever we see something that the kids are afraid of or don't know what to deal with, it's always extremely exaggerated, especially when it comes to the beast, right? <laughs> whenever we see the beast, he's like ginormous. until <laughs> they actually see him once the fence falls down and then you see he's actually just a normal sized dog <laughs> this whole time though when they're telling st- they have the, the slumber party in the tree house and they're talking oh. about it they're like telling this horror story about a dog that just ate people from people reporting all the missing thieves the ones the beast had killed it added up to about 120
1: 173 guys
0: and it was like murdering people this exaggerated story
1: found a single body, not one. Some people say they all got away. But we all know what really happened. The beast ate them He ate them bone and all
0: And not even just in that that storytelling sequence, but whenever we see him after that, it's his giant dog, but soon eventually that immersion breaks and we see the reality. And I, I really, I really like that idea of that. I think that's kind of cool that we just see the childlike wonder from them. We see what they see in the world. You know, what I, th- you know what I think, you know, I think would have been even more funny too, though, mm-hmm. if they just had like a little white fluffy
1: dog out there, <laughs> and they kept making it seem like there was this big thing, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, like, eventually, it just got out, and you see like this just little white fluffy dog running after people. <laughs> right,
0: and I think and it's funny. Like I said, there's a lot of tie-ins to that where, like, you know, the dog's name is Hercules.
2: It was weird that Benny had said Babe Ruth was like the Hercules of baseball, and the beast's name ended up being Hercules. None of us could ever figure out what that meant, but we were all amazed by it.
0: We'll find out later, um, James Earl Jones' character, you know, played with Babe, it's inferred that he played with Babe Ruth. You knew Babe Ruth?
2: George? I sure did. And he knew me. He was almost as great a hitter as I was. I would have broken his record too, but you was blonde Yep And I guess They're it's actually said? It's not
0: even inferred It's actually said. It's not historically correct, but Whatever, who cares about that? We're not worried about that I love that scene too Where they play the the actual team Like the actual school team They, they actually uh. verse like the neighborhood Like quote-unquote <laughs> professionals And they beat them
2: You bob for apples in the toilet And you like it you play
1: ball like a girl.
2: <laughs> what did you say? You heard me.
1: Well, that was that was one problem. Like I had too with like this movie after watching it like mm-hmm. again for like the millionth time. <laughs> that team's supposed to be like full of these amazing players, mm-hmm. and they just squashed them like nothing like it wasn't even a challenge another good another really good part i like Mm -hmm. is when the beast escapes and he's running Mm -hmm. the kid's running and then he jumps over like the The table where Mm. the cake, where they're holding the cake, right. And then they're like, "Oh no! Now the dog is going to go through the cake." And you're thinking the whole time, like, "Oh great! Now the dog's going to run through the cake." Right. And then, (laughs) then he gets through, and everything's good, and they still have this cake, and then everybody (laughs) runs past, and they still have the cake, and then that they finally put the cake down, and then it falls on, something falls on the table, and then there goes the cake. See, I knew the cake was going to get ruined at some
2: point.
0: <laughs> no, it's great. And I think even one of my, my probably, I would argue my most favorite scene of the whole movie, I think, is when Fourth of July happens. And the way they, de- they describe Fourth of July to me is, you know, everyone's out, you know, they go to play baseball. They have this one game every year where they go out at night and they play. And the way Smalls, the narrator, describes it.
2: There was only one night game a year. On the 4th of July, the whole sky would brighten up with fireworks, giving us just enough light for a game. We played our best then, because I guess we all felt like the big leaguers under the lights of some great stadium.
0: It's like, you know, we're all out there, you know, we're playing baseball. We're we're having we're not we're out there playing baseball, but that's not really why we're out there. We're out there watching the fireworks and, you know, we're there, sitting there memorizing. And then you have Benny, who has this beautiful background going on, could care less. It's just he has that, that pure love of baseball that nothing's going to stop him from yeah. achieving his dream. And I think that scene's just really beautiful. And again, it captures that that just wonder of being a kid. That, that, yeah, that feel of just like nothing can stop me. Like, you know, such simpler times where I'm, I'm going to achieve my dream and this is what I want to do. Usually I'm kind of finicky when it comes to narrations in movies. Uh, I do like it in these uh, slice of life stories, like Christmas story is a good example where they have the narrator and he's narrating everything that happens to him. This is very reminiscent of that to me, where you have you know
2: someone looking back and telling a story. 30 years later, a kid named Benjamin Franklin Rodriguez became a neighborhood legend. It was in the greatest summer of my life when he taught me how to play baseball and he became my best friend. And he got me out of the biggest pickle I'd ever be in uh
0: it just feels very nostalgic like it's one of those stories you you would want to hear from a friend or you know or a grandparent or something like that someone just telling you their their life experience and something they dealt with so i think that makes it automatically that oral storytelling is very relatable to people and really enjoyable overall oh yeah definitely
1: yeah like you said Mm -hmm. for so many movies like you don't want a narrator because you're kind of just like Whatever, I know what's going on. I can see what's going on here.
0: Mm -hmm. But for
1: this movie, I feel like it adds something to it,
0: too. Yeah, the narrator does. Um, My only negative I would have with this movie, and it's not even really a negative. I think it's just a personal choice, so I wouldn't hold too much weight to it as far as affecting the movie. Uh, The adult stuff... Is kind of whatever for me, uh, just seeing smalls in the beginning. And then at the end of the movie, seeing Benny grown up playing ball and then small, smalls is the commentator. And, you know, they're still best friends to this day. Uh, it's just kind of cheesy, you know? I mean, the <laughs> whole movie is cheesy, arguably, but for me, that was just like a little much, like I didn't need that. You know what I mean? You could have just yeah. ended it with just, you know, them telling us what happened to all the kids when they grew up and everything like that. I just didn't need that, that those bookend scenes me it yeah. just didn't do much for me that's all but again i don't want it to sound it's not i wouldn't even hold it i don't count it as a negative i count it as more as just something that's like eh, whatever i could take it or leave it it's a feel-good movie i have a lot of i have a lot of nostalgia so i don't know if that clouds my judgment for this movie but really like sitting down and trying to dissect everything that's going on here i had a really hard time finding anything i didn't like oh yeah definitely all i can really tell you is you should go watch the sandlot you know, if, if, you you have, kids, if you haven't seen it, if you haven't seen it, which I don't know who really hasn't, I think you should have wa- should be watching it or watch it again. You know, I guess if you're five and under, you haven't seen it. Yeah, uh, I want to get to our final scores. I'm going to give the Sandlot an A plus.
1: Hurry up, batter. It's going to be a short game and I got to get home for lunch.
0: I have to. Uh, I usually try not to throw out the A-plus too often, but I think in this regard... Again, let me know in the comments if you think maybe nostalgia is clouding my, my memory, especially kids nowadays. I'm curious if you're younger and you're watching this video. I kind of want to know your opinions. Uh, for me, this is just a great all-around movie. Uh, it shouldn't be taken ultra-seriously. You know, if you take anything too seriously, I don't think that's the message of this movie. I think the message is just to show a group of kids... Having a good time, a little slice of life story. Uh nothing bad I can really say about it. it. Doesn't hurt anybody, doesn't do anything offensive you know, offensive to filmmaking or anything like that. It's just a pure, genuine story, and we don't really get that much nowadays. So, John, where do you stand with this movie? I stand with an A plus for this movie.
2: Pull it back! I got it, I got it,
1: Anybody can enjoy this movie. Mm-hmm. Whether you're you're a huge sports fan, not, mm-hmm. just anybody can enjoy this movie. And I feel like it's one of those movies that has lived up through the times and will continue to do so for a long time from now, too.
2: Forever. 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 Forever.
1: Forever. One of those movies that everybody can enjoy it.
0: It is. It's. I. I can't. I can't say enough positive things about this movie. This is one of those random feel-good movies that come across, you know, once in a lifetime. And maybe it's not. It's not reckon. It's not like, you know, Academy recognized. It's not like this masterpiece of filmmaking. It's just a damn good story. And I think you oh, guys yeah. should check it out. Definitely. So John, 100%. where can the people find us at
1: home? Well, if you're watching us. Right here, you can be watching us on YouTube. Please like our channel, subscribe if you haven't done so. You can even ring the bell for the notification so you can see when we put out videos and good content. And also, you can interact with us in the comments below. Tell us what you thought about this movie, other movies you might want to see us do. You can also find us on Twitter at The Real Movie Guy. Mm-hmm. You can hit us up on there, follow us. We're usually pretty active on there. And you can also find us at very many podcast locations, such as...
0: Yes, for your listening pleasure, we are available in podcast form at iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcast, Overcast, Breaker, Radio Public, and Pocketcasts. Be sure to give us a listen at any of those fine places, and if you already are right now, hey, greatly appreciate it. Just search Real Movie Guys, we should pop right up. Uh, thank you all so much for joining us for this episode of the real review my name's kevin this guy over here he's john we are the real movie guys real guys real movies real thoughts don't forget thank you again joining us for real sports month play the games watch the movies see you next time see you